Live from the Average Joe Nation studios in St. Clair, Missouri, this is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. All right, hello everyone. Well, how we doing? Oh man, I tell you what, a wild couple of weeks. I haven't been on the air for a while. I've been working on another project, and I apologize for that. I uh, I actually enjoy doing this more than I do just about anything because uh, it gives me a time to uh, the time to uh, I, I guess decompress and uh, really get what I think out. But uh, uh, I, uh, I just had to say something this morning because I, I saw the one of the, most, the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I, I, it amazes me that the people who in, who in charge of large businesses, the dumb things they can say. And I, I don't want to beat a dead horse on this, but this Anheuser-Busch thing. Uh, Anheuser-Busch responds to the Bud Light controversy. Okay, and you know what they said? Now, this is the CEO of InBev, Okay. Uh, Michael Darkaris, I guess, he, he gave a press conference yesterday with shareholders. Um, now, he's in char- he, is the, he is the AB InBev uh, CEO. He's not the CEO of InBev completely, but he's in charge of pretty much the whole operation at Anheuser-Busch. And it is absolutely impossible. Now, he's in, this was in Brussels, so right away I'm suspect. Brussels, jeez. Uh, that's the center epicenter of uh, wokeness is in Brussels. It is. That's uh, uh, it's where the uh, European Union takes place. All the all the all the evil people of the world go there in Brussels. Um, but nonetheless, this this guy this guy addressed the uh, <clears throat> Bud Light controversy on on an earnings call with investors Thursday, uh, downplaying the brand's partnership with the transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney that prompted a boycott from conservatives. Now, unless if you've been hiding under a rock, and I'm sure you haven't, uh, let's see. Bud Light's overall sales for the week of April 17th plunged by 26%. 26%. (laughs) I mean, to tell you, and and by the way, just for the record, I'm not a Bud Light drinker. I, 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 I was, I, I think I've drank a few of them. It, it, it's horrible tasting beer. It really is. It's it's terrible. It's, I mean, if you're gonna drink beer, drink beer. I used I like the Michelob uh, brand. That's what I liked. Uh, friends of mine, we drank it all the time. It was a it was a thicker beer. It was a lager. It, it was good. And then they came out with Michelob Ultra, which sometimes you can't find the Mick, the regular stuff. So I, it sounds like I've never been an Anheuser Busch drinker, and I don't drink beer much at all anymore anyway. But uh, <laughs> what this guy is saying here, now this is the this is the headline, and I got it. It says Anheuser Busch responded to the Bud Light controversy. It was just one can, one can. So you're admitting that one can with a transgender person on the can who promoted it. Now, mind you. There was a there was some kind of a uh, uh, advertising and marketing scheme going on here. They're acting like somehow or other that they saw this Dylan Mulvaney on a YouTube video, and just out of the goodness of their heart, uh, Anheuser Busch decided to print a can up and put his face on it and send it to him to I guess thank him for being a uh, faking being a ten year old uh, a girl. 
So you're 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 trying to tell me that that you're downplaying this by saying it really wasn't that significant. Believe me, when you did this, you were looking to snap up another portion of uh, of beer drinkers. That's what you were doing. You wanted to get the transgender group and people who support them to drink your beer. Don't lie to me. One can. Okay, so that's that's really kind of embarrassing. So what you're telling me is that you've lost 26% of your sales in basically overnight over one can. And you, you don't call that a marketing disaster? I, I don't know how else I would I don't know how else I would describe it. This this is I, it's laughable. It really is. How these people get into these positions is beyond me. It really is. The, let's go on. It says we need to clarify the facts that this was one can, one influencer and one post, and not a campaign. That's what the story Chris said. He said, adding that the frontline workers who are being impacted by the boycott are given financial support. He was referring to Mulvaney's social media post. He goes on, we believe we have the experience, the resources, and the partners to manage this. And our four-year growth outlook is unchanged, he said. We want to reiterate our support for our wholesale partners and everyone who brings great beers to the market. I can tell you that we have the agility, resources, and people to support the U.S. team and move forward. I don't think you do. Here's the secret. I think you're going to have to do away with this label. This will forever be the, the, the Bud Light name will always be attached to this for the rest of eternity. You're not going to be able to get around this. Does that make me smarter than this guy? I'm afraid it does. These people will not admit that they made a mistake. That is, that is the end-all, be-all to this entire incident. They should have come out. I said it weeks ago, right after this happened. I said the best thing they could do is come out and beg for forgiveness. That's what they should have done. They should have thrown this Mulvaney out and taken the heat from the, the woke group. The woke group doesn't represent the entire United States, and it certainly doesn't represent the majority of Bud Light drinkers. It doesn't. It doesn't. You're going to have to do away with this label. It's going to be the laughing stock for the name. People are going to, there are going to be books written about this. This is going to be in marketing uh, textbooks in colleges for, for the next hundred years of what not to do. Yeah, this guy is full of it. He's trying to protect his job. I don't blame him. But the best way to turn this thing around is to come out and admit you made a mistake and ask for forgiveness. Apologize to, to your beer drinkers. It's a horrible product anyway. It really is. I don't know why anybody would drink it. I, I again, I, I, just, I just don't understand. If a guy's going to drink a beer, you, you drink something that's a little bit fuller. This is like, this is, this is like drinking water. It really is. So, so I just thought that was funny. I had to come out and say something about this because it's gotten to the point now where it's just beyond stupid. It's beyond stupid. These people do not know what they're doing. I have had... I. I could run a better, I could run a better uh, uh, operation than this idiot's doing. They're covering their ass. They're trying to blame everybody but themselves for this. Everybody. And it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You are, at the end of the day, responsible for this. No other way to look at it. So that was one thing I wanted to say. Uh, the other thing was uh, the Soros-backed prosecutor in St. Louis, the Kim Gardner, she's resigning. Okay? She's resigning. She is one of the worst of the worst. She was sent there by the Soros group to take out Greitner, the governor of uh, uh, the state of uh, Missouri. That's what this was all about. 
And then they just basically let her do whatever she wanted. And I think she's dismissed, what did they say, 12,000 cases? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, she's let murderers, um, rapists, you name it, go right back out on the street. And, and all the time while she's doing her job, she was, she was going to nursing school. Did you hear that? She's actually full-time in a nursing, uh, a nursing school. So she really didn't give a damn. They got two prosecutors. They've got a backlog of cases, that I, I guess. Can you imagine getting the, you would have to lose a bet to get this job taking over for her. I don't know who they're going to pick to do this. And they're giving her till June 1st to get out of the, get out of the place. I can hear the shredders working from my, my back porch. Can't you? She's going to cover her ass. And I tell you what, they're not going to, they're not going to do a thing about this. They claim they are. They're not going to do a thing. She's going to walk away from this and never look back. I mean, I don't think she'll ever be uh, running for uh, office again. If she's going, you know, can you imagine, can you imagine being in your hospital room and having this broad walk in? As the nurse, oh my God, yeah, I, I I think she probably ought to go somewhere else and do this because I don't think it's going to be in the city of St. Louis. It's 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 beyond stupid. It, it, again, it's one of those it's one of those things. It's beyond stupid. It it's it, it's gotten to the point where it's ludicrous and it's making St. Louis look like look like a bunch of idiots. Which, by the way, isn't that hard sometimes. The city of St. Louis is a joke. I, I I and and part of it is her her problem. Part of it is her fault, and and the uh, these Democratic uh, mayors that have been around for the last twenty five years. They're destroying this city, and this is part of it. The, the, the criminals don't care; they'll be out. I wonder how many are laughing their ass off. Can you imagine that sitting around, especially with gangsters or gang members? Can you imagine they're sitting in their little their little uh, apartment. There's ten or twelve of them sitting around, at probably two o'clock in the morning when they just got up. And laughing about this, say, "Oh yeah, I was in jail yesterday, but I got out." You know, I I, I carjacked a a, a, a a suburban mom, uh, took the car, crashed it. You know, they arrested me. I was out that afternoon. <laughs> you can just hear the laughter. We're the laughing stock. It's sad. It's sad. And this is all over the country. All these big cities, they're getting ready to fail. San Francisco is probably going to be the first to go. That would be my guess. It's going to be anarchy out there. Have you seen any of the seen any of this on TV about what's going on? I mean, homeless is just everywhere. Uh, uh, businesses are moving out left and right. It's the worst of the worst. It really is. And they're talking about reparations. I mean, it just never ends. You got to hand it to Soros. You really do. You really do. He he. He's pretty strategic, yeah, and it took a lot of time to get this done because when this uh, Black Lives Matter thing was taking place, I, I told everybody, I said, this is a trial run. They're going to come after us on a larger scale, and that's exactly what they did. Well, when's the last time you heard anything about BLM, right? Didn't that, hasn't that kind of folded up? Now we're on the transgender thing, yeah, and, and the woke nonsense and the, what is it, EGI or I, I can't even remember all the all the the letters that they use to describe what they're doing equality um, equity inclusiveness I, I can't remember anyway it's stupid it's stupid everybody wants something for free yeah especially especially the minorities they really do 
Uh, but that's another whole story. But this gardener, what is it? So she's dismissed over 12,000 cases. 12,000 cases. How do you do that? She was actually forging people's names on these on paper paperwork of the prosecutors. She should be in jail. Yeah. And, and, what, and what is the answer to this? I, I don't know what it is. It's above my pay grade. But I'll tell you this much. You need to build more prisons. You really do. This is getting way out of hand. If, if, if a criminal has nothing to fear, then a criminal will be even a bigger criminal. It's that simple. They really will. Uh, also, let's see. I wanted to talk about the St. Louis Cardinals. And I know this is trivial when you get right down to it. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. But it, it irritates me. It really does. We've got the Boo Birds are out, apparently. The uh, St. Louis Cardinals lost again. Um, uh, I think yesterday, and I, I, I'm not sure who they lost against. And it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter who it was, but it's the 22nd loss of the season. <laughs> I, well, we started, what, 1st of March? <laughs> They've already lost 22 games. And, and I, I was just seeing the chatter back and forth on Facebook about uh, the fact that they shouldn't be booing. I got news for you, folks, and here's how I look at it. If I pay $100 for a seat and I take a family of four there and they put a shitty product on the, on, the, on the field out there, I have every right to boo. I do. I do. When you're paying $10 for a beer, $8 for a, a, a piece of a, a terrible hot dog, I, you got every right to boo. I, and don't give me that crap. You, once a cardinal, always a cardinal. You know what's funny is here's the thing, and here's the thing that really makes me mad about it more than anything, is that management is the problem here. It is. It's the front office. I, I, I mean, I wasn't born yesterday. I know, how this, I know how this game's played. And what are they doing? Not a damn thing. They're not doing a damn thing. They've put a terrible product out there, and they know they'll still draw 3 million people and make money. So why would you change? Why would you do that? These, guys, these, are, these, these people, you know, what really, the thing that really, another thing that really irritates me is that these are children playing this game. They're adolescent, they're immature, they're, they're, they're snot-nosed crybabies is what they are. And they're millionaires playing a kid's game. And I'm supposed to feel sorry for them because they got booed a little bit? Oh, that's too bad. I hurt my feelings. I can't have my feelings hurt. Yeah, well, the fans are not going to let up on this, and I think that's great. I've had it with hearing that these people. I've had it, I've seen it on Facebook, constant nonsense about this. That once you're a Cardinal fan, you're always a Cardinal fan. I have no problem with that. But when you put a crappy product out there, I have the right to say you're, you're, you're doing it wrong. And that's how you voice your opinion. You boo. What, 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 is, what is it with this country anymore? What is this? Are we, do, are we, do we wear our, our, our feelings on our sleeve so much that we, we can't take a hit every once in a while? This is, this, is, this is emblematic of what's going on in the United States right now. And don't support this. Don't support it. These are the same people that sell sell Bud Light beer. Yeah, and not to get back to that, but I was I did want to bring this up. The Dylan Mulvaney thing. The, the, Anheuser-Busch has a lot of uh, guts coming out and, and uh, trying to defend this and, and playing it off as, some, as, as a one-off kind of thing. You're supporting and celebrating some kind of demented, mentally ill individual who's trying to trying to act like he's an 11-year-old adolescent girl, okay? It's, that is sick at its very core. 
And on top of that, if, you, if he is supposed to be an, a 10-year-old adolescent girl, why are you sending him beer? Explain that one to me. So don't, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. You're embarrassing yourself. You really are. Anheuser-Busch is embarrassing itself. I can't believe they can draw this many people going to Bush Stadium. They should, they should boycott this whole thing. And I don't think this is going to go anywhere. But anyway, those two go hand in hand. I've, I've had it. I've had it with these professional athletes. I really have. Uh, I mean, there's no loyalty. Nobody, nobody's loyal anymore. They go where the money's at. It's terrible. It's terrible. Ah, uh, let's see. Soros does. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's a response. Do, 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 do. Okay. Let's see here. What do, what do we got? I had some stuff I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. The Biden Senate ally. Okay. Uh, who was it? Chris Coons, uh, a Democrat from Delaware, made a comment during an interview less than a week after Biden announced his 2024 election campaign with Harris once again as his running mate. I believe it was on ABC's This Week. Yeah. Now, this Coons, for one thing, he needs to buy a toupee. He looks like an idiot. Either shave that bald head or do something else. You're, you look terrible. You really do. Uh, now he, he was quoted as saying, the vice president is ready to run and ready to be president. So here's a newsflash, folks. That did not get on there by mistake. This Coons, he's a, he's a team player. He's a scumbag and a lowlife. But he's a team player. He's from the East Coast. He's a Delaware Democrat. Believe me, he's in on the inside deal. They know what's going on. I can tell you right now, something's in the works right now. You are going to have an unelected black, or well, woman of color who's unqualified running the country. Yeah, you think, you think Kim Gardner screwed things up in St. Louis. Wait until, wait until Kamala, Cackling Kamala gets uh, the reins. And that's what they're setting this up for. It is. That's what they're setting it up for. The, things do not happen by mistake. This guy didn't just talk off the cuff. No, he was told to say this. So they're warming you to the idea that Kamala Harris is going to get this job. So again, I go back to, and I said it before, I'll say it again. I said it on my, uh, my video cast on the G, uh, GCD network, and I'll say it here. The 2024 election is fixed. It's going to be fixed. They're going to do it again. And if Biden does, in fact, win, even though he doesn't campaign, hell, this time he'll probably get 90 million votes. Well, what's to stop him? Think about it. Think about it. They want Trump to be their, the running mate, or the, 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 running, the, the, the person on the, the other side, the Republican nominee. They do. They want Trump. Because once they steal another election, he's going to become the boy that cried wolf. Okay, no one's going to take him seriously when he says that this this election was stolen once again. I mean, I think about it. Why wouldn't they do it? It worked the first time. It worked the first time. Why not do it again? I mean, if you if you walk into a if you're if you're a criminal and you walk into Walmart and you load up a big screen TV and you walk out the front door without paying and nobody stops you, my guess is you'll be back tomorrow, right? I don't know why you wouldn't. It's just, it's just a matter of learning. You go, hey, they didn't do anything. Why shouldn't they? They're going to do the same thing. The, Repu the Democratic Party has learned and they've figured out how to fix these elections, especially a presidential election. And it's going to happen again. And Kamala Harris, she marked my words, she's going to be in charge. I really thought it was going to be uh, 
the governor of uh, California. I really did. I, and I still think at some point he's going to show up. I think he will be president at some point. <clears throat> but in this particular instance, I think they've got this person in line to take over the reins. I mean, think about it. You know, it could be worse. There's no doubt about it. But Kamala, first of all, can't give a speech. I am a better public speaker than she is. Did you see her with the, the uh, Korean, South Korean uh, uh, prime minister the other day? He, <laughs> when the South Korean president makes more sense than your, than your vice president, you got some serious issues. Hell, I say put him in charge, right? This is ridiculous. I, this is clown world, what we're living in right now. It really is. You've got people running around saying they're, I mean, you've got people running around saying they're a different gender. And folks, at the end of the day, there's two genders. It's that simple. There's no getting around that. It, it, it just can't be done. And, and, and then you've got, oh, yeah, here it is. Chuck Todd, up Chuck Todd from, uh, what was it? NBC's Meet the Press. Uh, this was, I guess this was last week. Yeah, they had Ram, Ram Swamy on there. He's, he's actually running for president against uh, uh, Donald Trump. And uh, I can't even say the guy's first name. But I will say this, Ron Swamy is a pretty intelligent dude. He's, he's, he's not gaining any traction, but what he's got to say, I like. I like what he has to say. So they had him on, NBC did, and um, Chuck had the audacity to say he claims that there's scientific research. Now listen to this. He says there's scientific research that proves there's more than two genders. Chuck Todd, who's supposed to be a journalist, said that out loud i i, I can't believe this I, I and ron swami he took it very well you know i i i i gotta hand it to him i would have gone ballistic they, i've never heard of something so ludicrous so stupid yeah that if there's more than two genders then why on a death certificate is there only two spots you can market male or female explain that one to me todd yeah todd i hate ugh. can't stand this guy but anyway uh, I just thought that was pretty ridiculous what they said. I, 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 I don't know even how to explain this. We've gotten to the point where nothing surprises me anymore, and I hate that. I really do. Yeah, it, it's, it's gotten to the point where um, the more, I guess the more stupid you are, the more notoriety you get. I can't imagine, you know, 30 years ago when I was you know, in my 20s or 30s, that you would have this, this milk toast, uh, mentally deranged person spouting off, now I'm talking about Dylan Mulvaney, spouting off that somehow or other he's decided he's a 10-year-old girl, just pre-adolescent, wearing a bra. I mean, I, really? I can't even imagine the response to that. In, in the world I lived in 30 years ago. We have, we have really, really turned the corner. And I, I don't know if there's any coming back. We may be past the event horizon where you can't, you can't escape. I, I don't know. I don't know. I hope we are. I hope we're not. I mean, I hope, I hope we can turn this thing around. But I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of, uh, I don't have a lot of uh, confidence that there's anybody out there that can do it. And you know, I'm a Trump supporter. I, I, I'll vote for him. I will. 
But does he have the ability to get back in office to be the president of the United States? I don't, I don't know. I'm beginning to wonder. I, I am. I, I, again, like I said, I go back to, I think they're going to steal this election again, but oh, well, again, we, uh, we need to move on and talk about other things. Now let's talk about something that's really important. I mean, really important. And that is the American financial system, the banking system in the United States, folks. We are on the precipice of one of the worst disasters. I mean, what the hell is this? Is this 1929? A hundred years later, we're, we're addressing the very same issues once again. This, this is, right now, with the bank failures and the Fed raising the uh, prime, uh, prime interest rate, they did it another quarter percent yesterday, that's going to put some of these banks out of business. It's going to destroy some of these banks. They're on the, the razor's edge of making money. And, and I can go into detail why this has happened. Uh, uh, fractional reserve banking is one of the reasons. And they've allowed these guys to just basically do things that are absolutely inexcusable and should, and have, and, and a few, you know, prior to 1999 were illegal. But no, not anymore. We got derivatives. We, we bet on our own losses. It's, it's ridiculous. The financial system in this country is in a mess. And I got to tell you, we got some serious issues here, and it's going to come tumbling down. You've got some of the biggest banks. We've had, uh, what, 10 of the largest bank failures under the Biden administration? That's not good. And we're going to have more. This quarter percent uh, interest rate, I'll bet one fails over the weekend. I'll bet it does. You mark my words, Monday or Tuesday of next week, you'll hear about more, uh, uh, you'll hear more about failures of banks. You will. This quarter percent. And if, and if not by next week, the following week, you're going to hear a lot about this. A lot of these banks are on, their, on, the, on the edge. So be careful with your money, really. The majority of people in the United States right now are worried about their financial uh, uh, future, and they should be. Now, runs on banks, stuff like that, the FDIC will pay up to $250,000 if you've got, you know, most people don't have that kind of money in a bank. but Large investors do, and they'll lose it all, or they have, they have the potential of losing it all. Yeah, because eventually the government's going to run out of money. They're not going to be able to keep this up, and we're going to be staring 2008 right square in the face. And what are we going to do? We'll probably bail them all out at the taxpayer's expense, just like we did in 2008. The only difference is 2008 is going to look like a day at the beach compared to what's going on right now, because what happened in 2008, they didn't fix. They just allowed it to get worse. Yeah, and that's almost 20 years later. So I, I, well, it's 15 years later. But the point is, it's going to take a while for us to crawl out of this hole. And I don't know. It's going to take longer this time. Is that, and all of this is based on, a lot of it's based on the fact that we've uh, uh, turned our back on uh, fossil fuels. The Biden administration is, is absolutely incorrect on this. You can't do this. And it's affected every part of your life and my life. I, I drove past the uh, gas station uh, uh, this morning. It's uh, $3.45 a gallon. And that's in Missouri. In Missouri. Can you imagine what it is in California? How are people getting by? I don't understand it. Then they wonder why there's so many homeless. And I, that's actually, that's not true. The reason we have homeless is because we have a drug uh, issue in this country. Most of these people are either mentally ill are, are drug uh, addicts. It's, 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 that's just what it boils down to. Yeah. 
So we've got some issues to to address there. the The entire country is 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 in disarray. I I I, I challenge you to name one good thing that's going on in the United States right now. I I said that the other night on my video uh, uh, cast on Thursday nights on the, the GCD network. I mentioned that and I got some response to it. And one of the guys, several actually, several people actually mentioned, "Oh well, you want some? You you, you asked. We're going to tell you." Uh, Trump's going to go to jail. Um, uh, Fox was fined seven hundred million dollars, and, and 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 he did list he he listed four or five things. But I don't know how that is beneficial to the person writing it. The fact that that happened, or or that you hate Trump so bad that that's you're blinded by that. I'm talking about just something in day to day life. Name me something that's going in a positive direction in the United States. I I challenge you to do that. Because I can't. I mean, look at the school systems. Look at our infrastructure, our supply chains, our debt. Um, you name it. Nothing is going in a positive direction. Our banking uh, system is, is on the verge of collapse. And, and, you know, then we go back to, go back to anything uh, that affects you directly. The price of gas, the price of food. Uh, rents are going up. People are getting evicted. Um, you know, production is dropping off. I'm talking to somebody the other day. Their overtime has been cut. That's because there's no demand. Yeah, we're not on the greatest uh, footing right now for the United States. We're really not. And then, and then you go overseas and everything's screwed up. We're on the verge of war with China over Taiwan. Um, Ukraine is still fighting the Russians at our, you know, at our behest, you know, we're, 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 we're fighting a proxy war with the, with the Russians right now. And did you hear the other day, supposedly, now th- th- this one cracked me up. Anybody that believes that this was a Ukrainian uh, operation, you're out of your mind. Apparently the, the story goes that the Ukrainians used a drone to fly over and try and kill Putin. Really? You expect me to believe that? The Ukrainians. People who still use horses to do their plowing. Right. I mean, seriously? That country's in disarray. You're telling me they had the, the, the ability to fly a drone from Ukraine into the, to the USSR, well, Soviet Union, and or Russia, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm showing my age there. Into Russia and attempt to assassinate uh, Vladimir Putin. Really? Yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah. No, the United States did that. And I tell you what, you got to be careful. You start doing stuff like that on a regular basis, we're going to be at world we're going to be in World War 3. I personally think we're in it right now. I do. And I think Nord Stream 2 when we blew that up and this Ukrainian thing was the beginning of the World War 3. We just don't know what's happened yet. You know, I think the history books will prove that I'm right on that. I really do. Uh, you know, 100 years from now, they're, they're going to look back and say, what was the start of World War III? Well, when we blew up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. That's what it was. That was the, that was the, the uh, uh, initial shot fired, you could, you could call it. But, but there again, you've got China. I think China is going to invade Taiwan. I do. I don't know when. Um, they've done everything but take an ad out in the paper saying they're going to. So what would stop them? The United States? I don't think so. I don't think so. First of all, first of all, you're too far away. They could be in there in a matter of minutes. Um, 
there would be a lot of life lost. Now, should we defend them? I don't know. If Joe Biden says we should, then I'm figuring we shouldn't. Because anything he says, I usually bet the other way. You ever, you ever had people like that when, when, they, when, when they're, they're betting or, they're, or they're, uh, uh, they're coming up with an opinion and you find out, it's kind of like, like that uh, Jim Cramer on uh, CNBC, the one that's a financial expert. He's been wrong 100% of the time. I mean, really, how does this guy keep his job? He's worse than a weatherman. A weatherman can get something right maybe half the time. Jim Cramer gets him wrong all the time. And anytime he says to invest in something, that's a, th- that's a time you should pull your money out. That's what this, th- that amazes me, that these people keep their jobs. But yeah, at the end of the day, anything that Joe Biden says, you can bet against because it's going to be wrong. And that's not because he's stupid. Well, he is stupid, but he's a puppet and they're telling him what to say. It has nothing to do. He, he's, not, he's not calling the shots. There's not a chance he's calling the shots. Not a chance that's happening. So anyway, uh, I believe that's all I got right today. I was kind of pissed off about the, uh, uh, well, Kim Gardner. <laughs> and that Anheuser-Busch thing really irritated me to no end. I had to get on the air and say something about this because it drives me nuts when people do that. It's so embarrassing to think that these people are in a position of power and they're that stupid. Yeah, again, they should pay me several million dollars. I could solve this problem for them. I really could. I really could. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Throw your, you know, throw yourself at the mercy of the court, and they. W- I mean, what do you do when you, when when someone comes up to you, just as an example, say somebody's wronged you, okay? Somebody's they've done something that was stupid and it hurt your feelings, whatever. If that person comes up and legitimately and honestly apologizes and asks for your forgiveness and says, I was wrong, what kind of, how do you reply to that? You you take that and and you and you pat them on the back, you give them some you have to give them some credit for admitting they were wrong. You can't berate them after that. It makes you look like the bad guy. So that's what they need to do. But when you come out with this, this nonsense saying that it was just one can, that is absolutely the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard anybody utter. So we'll see how that goes. I think it's ruined that, I think it's ruined that label. Not to get back to that. I'm jumping around a little bit here. But it's still it irritates me. You can tell I'm a little pissed about that. Yeah, that, that's just ballsy. I mean, at a level I've never even, I don't even think you can measure. So anyway, that's all I got today, and uh, we will talk again soon. Uh, I'll be back with the news here shortly. A little bit of crazy, but a whole lot of right. You're listening to The Average Joe Podcast with Damon Gilbert. All right, we're back now. Uh, Let's see. In the news right now, Soros-backed prosecutor Kim Garner resigns. Yeah, I I mentioned that earlier in in the beginning. And uh, that's a uh, leaving her in there until June first. That's like that's a bad that's a bad call. Uh, I, I don't think that's a good idea. She should be she should be kicked out of there today. She's going to screw things up. You cannot let an ex employee, someone who resigns or gets fired, stay in that position for a month. You just can't. You just can't. Because I can hear the I can hear the shredders from my back porch. I can't. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Biden has overseen three of the four worst bank failures in U.S. history. I said earlier that he'd overseen 10. There's been more than, there's been more than uh, four uh, uh, bank failures, but 
Three of them were the worst bank failures in the U.S. history. That's that's not some that's not a uh, that's not exactly something you want to go to put on your resume. You know what I mean? Yeah, not that he gives a damn because he's on death's door. But when you when you've overseen three of the four worst bank failures, something's wrong with your system. Yeah, something is severely wrong. Ah, uh, let's see. What else? Oh yeah, recent bank failures are chipping away at the confidence in the U.S. financial system. I think I think that's to I think that's putting it mildly, chipping chipping away. I I don't think that would be the way to put it. I think you would rather than chipping away, you're using a sledgehammer on it, because everyone knows that this is not going to end well. It's just not. And then and then having said that, we also have seven hundred thousand illegals waiting in mexico to rush the border after title 42 expires on may 11th folks this is going to be a nightmare get your get your uh, extra bedroom ready because you're going to have an illegal banging on your door if they let these seven hundred thousand immigrants in or illegals into the united states they're going to be overrun by this yeah it it's and if and i'm not sure if you understand how this what this is all about but in my opinion I believe they're they are trying to replace our population. That's what I think they're trying to do. That's where this transgender and the home, uh, and the and the gay pride and the LGBT community we're trying to keep people these young people from having children. And we want to replace them with docile, obedient brown people from the south. That's what I think. That's my opinion. They will be they will be loyal to the Democratic Party. Their children will be loyal to the Democratic Party because they have lost the black community, the Democrats have, to some degree. They've lost a big chunk of their uh, voting, their voting base. A, a large portion of the black community has woken up to this thing, and they know that the Democratic Party is the, is the party of slavery, the party of the Ku Klux Klan, and they are especially in these big cities, on a plantation that doesn't have fences. Yeah. And, and some of, these, some of, the, some of this, this minority has woken up to that and said, you know what, this is not right. Yeah. So when, when that happens to your, to your party, when the Democratic Party takes a hit like that, they have to figure out someone to replace these voters. And the best way to do it is look for people who are destitute, in poverty, and Basically, just someone who would be loyal and is do- and, and and would be docile, someone you can manipulate that you can you can move around the chessboard, yeah, with no with no backtalk. You think you think they like you think they like white guys like me, yeah. And I'm not talking about me in particular, but I mean people like me, who have had enough of this shit, and are tired of it. They would like, and they're going to be happy when we all die off. They really are. Because they're no, they're gonna know a generation with a backbone's gone now. We can, we can, we, we want people who are easy to manipulate, and these people coming across the border. And by the way, if you've noticed, most of them are young men. Uh, there are there are you know families coming across, but if you see these buses when they unload these buses and they're you know getting off or getting ready to board, it's all young men. And I got to hand it to Abbott and uh, DeSantis. Uh, you got, uh, uh, what is his name, Eric uh, Adams from uh, New York City, the mayor. 
he's crying the blues now. Now, you will not find a guy who was more in favor of open borders than Eric Adams. And now he's crying foul because they're shipping illegals to their city. And they're saying they can't handle anymore. Same thing with Lori Lightfoot. They're just crying the blues. We can't handle these people. Well, if you can't handle them, why do you think Texas and Florida can? Because they don't give a damn because that's a red state. They don't give a damn about Texas. Let those people stay down there. They'll filter into the country. And we'll, we want to turn Texas blue. That's what we want to do. That's one, of the, that's one of the big pushes. They would love to turn Texas blue. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Because I think they've made a, a serious error. Because when you bring over uh, uh, Latino uh, families, these people are, these people are family-based. They're Catholic. You know, I, I don't know if, that's gonna, if they're going to go along with this LGBT crap. And, and you know, a guy uh, posing as a 10-year-old uh, pre-adolescent selling me beer. I don't think they're going to go along with that. So we'll see how this all plays out. But uh, at the end of the day, I had to get on here. I had to say a few things. I apologize for not being on here more. Uh, the time factor involved here. They, this kind of production, I don't know if anybody's aware of it, but I mean, it takes, it sometimes can take hours to do this. And and then I uh, I was approached by this network to start doing a, uh, a uh, video, a live portion of their show on Thursday nights. And to, to prepare for that, that, that takes some time. So I'm running into a real a time issue, but I, I am going to do my best to do a couple of these a week because I enjoy doing these more than I do anything else because uh, it gives me a lot more time. And uh, uh, I've, been, you know, I've been doing it for a long time on this, and I, I really I kind of miss it. So anyway, that's all I got today. And uh, remember, it's, uh, what is it? What, what is the date today? Because we're looking at, uh, what is it? Friday, May. Fifth, and Joe Biden is the worst president in American history. Let's go, Brandon. As always, thanks for listening to the Average Joe podcast. Be sure to check out our website at www.averagejoenation.media and follow us on social media. Remember, if you haven't told all your friends, you're wrong.